0: Hello everybody, Derek here, and you are listening to Parenting Grit, faith-filled real talk about family life, the ups, the downs, and everything in the middle. In this episode, Genevieve is joined by Lisa Dallin, who is a physio working in the maternity field, and she is the mother of four children.
1: Welcome to Parenting Grit, everyone. Thanks for joining us and here with me today is one of my very beautiful long-term friends, Lisa Dallin. I've known her for too many years. We might not (laughs) confess how many, hey, Liz? And we've um, actually really walked the journey of parenting together. We sort of had children at similar times. Lisa, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, give me a snapshot or give everyone a snapshot of who you are personally and professionally.
0: Yes, well, lovely to be here and chatting to you as usual. Um, I am married to Corey. We have four wonderful children, a daughter and then we had three boys, nice and close together. (laughs) I'm a physio, but I work in the maternity field. So I work um, uh, on a maternity ward in a private hospital in Perth and we have a clinic. So I'm seeing mums um, with newborns and through the toddler years in and out of the um, door every day.
1: Yeah, and I know you've mentioned that sometimes you see like repeat clients where people have had their first baby Mm -hmm. and then a couple of years later you see them again with toddler in tow and having their next one. So you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of wisdom, I think, in those areas. And in our previous podcast, Derek and I spoke about establishing family culture and peace being such a key part of that. And so I just couldn't think of anyone more wise in this area to ask a few questions about how you establish peace taking a newborn home and in those toddler years when you're juggling perhaps even having another baby with a toddler?
0: Sure, peace obviously is something we all aspire to have. It helps us keep going and get up and get going again. And, um, you know, our homes are supposed to be a place yeah. of peace that we come and we have find rest and comfort and fun and we're supposed to enjoy our family. And yeah. if there's chaos, it's hard to enjoy your family but it's also hard to find any rest in your own home. So, you know, from the get-go we wanted to make sure that, When we were home, that was our place of rest um, and that we could enjoy our family and other people could enjoy our family too.
1: Yeah, and you certainly had your, or particularly your boys, quite close together. So three boys, how many years did that Uh, take? (laughs) Two years and
0: nine months we had three boys in. So that was a a big blessing but um, a challenge Um, and we were just so grateful for the input we had from people who had sort of gone a few steps ahead of us with parenting and that certainly with our first we had really um, dug deep and and learnt a lot about parenting and we were able to just apply that and so having you know a a newborn and an 18 month old and a two and a half year old and a six year old we could do it based on the information we had been given if we just stuck to our general plan.
1: Yeah and I think that's it we spoke last podcast about how creating family culture has to be intentional and we like the idea of peace, we want our homes to be peaceful sanctuaries, but if we're not implementing things and being a little bit strategic, then it can just turn, as you said, into that chaotic family where no one's enjoying anything. So when it comes to newborns, you've had experience with four of your own and you work with them all the time. How would you advise people to establish peace, taking home their, their first baby or a newborn in their
0: home? I think one of the things I see the most uh, um, is the importance of really setting a really um, good routine initially for feeding and sleeping. Um, And I work closely with lactation consultants and midwives and and mums in those really early days. And the biggest thing is trying to get into that routine so that baby can establish a feeding routine that then allows a good sleeping routine and a good sleep cycle so everyone knows what to expect. And then you can make a bit of a plan for your day around that. But that takes time. Um, and it takes a little bit of um, uh, intentional input in those first, especially six weeks, but even up to 12, um, of just getting into making sure that you can feed your baby well so then they can have a full sleep because they have a full tummy yeah. um, and doing that in that order is really crucial. And so that's really what all the, all the information they get from any of us in that area mm-hmm. is about establishing your feeding time and then getting your baby to learn to settle themselves to sleep. Um, And really, if you can get a plan in place, really most people will find that their babies do just fall into that quite naturally after six weeks. We had one who had reflux who took a little bit longer, but because we had the underpinning routine, once the reflux resolved, it just happened within a few days because we sort of kept going back to that routine as a regular thing so it's really crucial and then you know when is a good time to have a shower or wash your hair or <laughs> yeah. go to the shops or yeah. get out for a walk and leave baby with someone else because you know i've got half an hour before they're generally due for a feed or yeah. um, due to wake up
1: yeah and so i heard you mention there that, that you know you're feeding and then you, you're putting them to sleep and they're they're self-settling and so in the middle there there's a little bit of wake time Obviously, with a very newborn, that's not a very um, long length of time Mm -hmm. or sometimes a baby will just feed off to sleep Mm -hmm. Um, but... You're suggesting, I guess, that that doesn't become like a, a habit, that, that feeding to sleep is not what's relied on.
0: No, that's right. In the first two weeks, it really it's just a teaching baby to be able to feed whichever way you're um, feeding. Yeah. But really, um, the wake time is just changing the nappy and putting them back down again. Yeah. But after that, they do need to have a stretch of time to be awake. And that helps with di- their digestion. Mm-hmm. It means that um, they can get all of that settled and then they're able to sleep. And over time, that's how things stretch out with your routine. They just have longer wake times but if they are um, either overstimulated and kept awake too long Mm. then they become overtired and actually that interferes with their sleep time. They can't get through a second sleep cycle Um, whereas if they're um, uh, having a wake time that's suitable for their age then they can sleep. Just like we know if we're overtired, we find it hard to settle off to sleep by ourselves um, easily, um, same as babies. So it's really important to get that wake time age appropriate. I certainly found with our first that we had... A general aim in that first six weeks of when she was due for sleep, we could stretch her out sometimes for an extra ten minutes, mm-hmm. but if we went any longer than that, it would be that would be over. She wouldn't be having a good sleep that time around, so I very quickly learned that wasn't worthwhile.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, and
0: that that's not the time um to be throwing them in the air and catching them and oh. getting the giggles. you need to do that in the part of the wake time not yes. just before the sleep time
1: yes quite hard to bring them back isn't <laughs> it from that place of excitement and overstimulation and so when baby's sleeping what would you recommend for um mums particularly first time mums going home with a baby what should they be doing in those peaceful sleep moments when bubby is asleep what would you recommend
0: preferably having a sleep themselves, and that is the most peaceful time we have in our day. Mm -hmm. It really is crucial that you are also getting enough sleep so that then you aren't cranky as well and that you can think more clearly and having a general plan makes that a lot easier. Um, But you need to make sure you're getting your rest because a newborn is going to be waking up regularly through the night. They're going to be feeding every three to four hours and that's a good thing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. So don't fight that and don't be upset about it, but know that you'll need some extra sleep. And so that's when you can work with your husband and make sure that um, there are times when you get sleep and he will be, um, you know, manning the fort if Mm -hmm. there's anything coming up and also that you don't um, over-accept visitors in those really early days. It's really important for you to also be getting enough sleep. If you decide to breastfeed, it also affects your milk supply, so that's an important issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But having some sort of downtime and if if you're not going to be able to sleep having a lie down on the couch or reading something you'd like to read or even watching TV. But as long as you have a downtime, it's important to do that. Yeah,
1: that resting, refuelling allows mm-hmm. you to be a more peaceful mum. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully a more peaceful wife as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd love you to talk into that space of, of husband-wife or partners, you know, bringing a newborn home. What's important in establishing peace or maintaining some kind of peace in your adult relationship when you've got this new... Sometimes crying baby in your midst.
0: Yeah, certainly it's an exciting time for the both of you and you are a team and you work together in that. Yeah. But you, you know just like on a normal team you're not all on the court at the same time every time. So sometimes you're working very closely together working things out but other times you, you need to take time out each. Um, and so just finding what works for you and that is different in every family so don't compare yourselves to anyone else Mm. find what works for you as an individual family find what peace looks like for you but it means there are times that you don't both need to be focused on the baby one of you can be out for a walk or having a shower or having a sleep Um, and just you know making sure that you're being kind to each other and allowing each other to have some Separate peace time. Mm. Um, however, that works for you. Um, some people really need that exercise, and that's their peaceful time, and that helps them to sleep. And that's what you arrange for them. And then other people just want some, you know, time out in other ways. But making sure that you're giving each other that space. Yeah. But then also spending time together as a couple. Yes. Um, your baby is an addition to your family that's already established, so and so true. don't avoid that time together. Try and make sure that you've got some. Time in there together initially, whether it's just sitting down together for a meal um, or watching a movie together or just a 10-minute walk or someone else is looking after baby is really important early on and you increase that over time. So definitely trying to put date nights away from home and baby in as soon as you can. Um, But just carve out some special time even if it is sitting on your couch.
1: Yep. I totally agree and I mean I love what you said there that a baby is an addition to an already established family so family begins when there's two people come together who are going to create family and then children come along as an addition to that so we have to kind of maintain that headspace don't we that it's really important that yeah the adults in the relationship are still peaceful and happy and treating each other nicely and as fascinating as babies are to watch (laughs) maybe it's not the best (laughs) thing to do for both of you to always be Up and alert at the same time, and I remember when we had our firstborn, um, you know, initially Jake would often get up with me when I was feeding during the night, which was lovely while he wasn't at work. But when he went back to work, we sort of soon realised that he needed a a more unbroken sleep, and so he knew that if I woke him during the night, it was because I really needed his help. That you know I was really struggling or really tired. That in general, I covered the night shift. Um, But, yeah, as you said, every couple is going to have a different flow and working that out is is really Mm -hmm. important. So I I love what you said there about having routine, having space, having date nights. And our babies grow and they change quite quickly. Yes, they do. And before we know it, they are on the move and uh, turning into toddlers. So what changes do this toddler phase bring to us and how can we be strategic about maintaining peace in that space?
0: Certainly, peace for me is um, having a little bit of control. Yep. <laughs> so I know what I know what's going to happen. I know where things can go. And so certainly, once you, your babies are on the move, when they initially start crawling and then they're off to walking, confining the space that is available to them is really important. Okay. Um, so initially, we you know we look at. Um, Putting our children into play pens Mm -hmm. Um, and actually it it gave them a really safe environment where they could know that they were safe in that environment and explore and we would rotate toys that they explored with but we wouldn't overload them with too many things to overstimulate them Mm -hmm. just um, two or three um, age-appropriate toys in that space meant that they were contained and then if I needed to run out to get shopping or um, washing off the line or something like that, then I knew they were in a safe place. Um, But then expanding that, so once they're able to move around the house, having closed off areas of the house... Um, if you're needing to, you can put a guard up or a gate but we yeah. or closing doors. But just have giving them a little bit of a boundary from their early age. Mm-hmm. And it works really well if you train them to even just a rug because when you go to a park in a picnic, you can say you stay on the rug and play. And somehow they do if they've been trained to that. Yes. And it's really um, a comfort. And that gave me a lot of peace when we were out to know they'll stay within those sort of general boundaries that I put them in initially.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I really like that. And the thing of it is, too, it also means that, you know, if you've got a couple of living areas in your space, one can be a bit more dedicated perhaps to the children and their toys and all of that and safer for them. But it also means you've got a a grown-up adult space that you can sit in with your husband of an evening and and not have to be surrounded perhaps by all the the toys and things that just remind you that you've been busy all day with your children and take you out of that mum and dad space into the the husband-wife space again. Mm, That's good. For sure. So toddlers become more and more independent and they explore as you've suggested. So what do we do as parents to maintain peace in our home as they become more independent and more perhaps um, yeah, wanting to take control themselves? It's
0: actually quite amazing how quickly they um, develop a very strong will uh-huh. and a desire <laughs> to have what they want, when they want it, how they want it. Um, and so training them early on to have a little bit of self-control is really important and it helps you down the track when they're a little bit older. Um, but it, And it starts off with the simple things like um, uh, at the a high chair Mm -hmm. you know making sure that you don't allow them to constantly throw things off the high chair throw food those sorts of things they will do that yes (laughs) but you need to train them that that's not acceptable um and so they start to learn what good behavior is and what bad behavior is and that there are consequences um and so it might just be as simple as well meal time's over you're done if you've continually throwing that um, and that's an easy thing to do yeah. um and also you know pulling them away from danger areas mm-hmm. is a is a really important reason we teach self-control and teaching them when i've said you can't go to that point I, you have to trust me yes. they don't understand that when they're 12 to 18 months <laughs> but they start to learn that process that They learn, you know, when mum or dad says no, then it's no. And so you do need to spend a little bit of time in training that. Um, We spent a lot of time in doing that in our house on really down days when it was really quiet, we didn't have anything else going on and it was okay if they did um, have a tantrum in that space rather than trying to teach them suddenly when we were out. Mm -hmm. Where we thought, oh, other people won't like it if they do that. I'll tell them no, and they'd never had that no before. Then you you can't expect them to accept that. So just training them those little places, Mm -hmm. um, offering them only what's age appropriate. So not too many choices at once, but you slowly introduce. um, From you take what I give you to there are two things. Which one would you like? And then just slowly moving that through the years and that. It's so much easier to train a two- or three-year-old than it is to train a 13-year-old. Yes. Um, And the tantrums and sulking of a 13-year-old are harder to control. So start early.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And realising that that word no is actually um, such a beautiful tool for our pace Mm. is is really important, that it's not... Um, being nasty it's not being um, you know an unkind parent it's actually a real kindness and a real strategy of peace to put boundaries in place bring security for them they know what's right and what's not what's good behavior what's unacceptable behavior and yeah then it's easier to trust that um, your children will be safe and also enjoyable when you're out of the home if you practice those mm. things inside your home.
0: But absolutely, they're much more peaceful in themselves and much um, a, a calmer baby, a calmer toddler, if they ha- have a routine and they've got some predictability and they can accept and just move on to the next thing that is available to them. Yes. Um, it creates quite a lot of anxiety if they've got too many options mm. um, and they get overstimulated and they can't enjoy anything. If you can't, can't sit in a place of peace, you can't actually enjoy what's what you've given or what you've got at the time. So it's
1: and sometimes you know your toddler will say things and do things that might embarrass you how would you um challenge parents to to be in that space to be more peaceful parents what advice do you have in that space um, I think
0: it's important to make sure that you don't compromise um, mm-hmm. with your children early on, even with toddlers. You might apologise to the people with your who you're with and say, look, we're working on this at the moment, but take the child out of that space. Um, bring them back when they are peaceful again, yep. and but don't expect to train them early on in a difficult situation. If you haven't worked on it at home, mm-hmm. it's too much to put on them in that outer area, but it, tell people you're working on it. Yes. Um, and then work on it (laughs) yeah
1: absolutely but you know maybe ride that wave of embarrassment or discomfort in Mm -hmm. that public space don't get angry with your child but recognize that that's a future teaching point at home Mm -hmm. to work on
0: yeah Yeah. i had one um episode where i was at a shopping center and i'd said to one of our children um you can choose this or that you Mm -hmm. know that was the right thing that was they could start choosing something for that time but um She said, no, I want that one. I said, well, that's not your choice. You can choose this or that. And she still didn't want either Mm -hmm. of those things. (laughs) And so I said, well, we're moving on when I count to five. If you haven't chosen anything, you don't get anything. And so we did that and a gentleman came up to me afterwards and said, well done. Yes. Haven't seen that before. I'm going home to tell my daughter about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, because we, we weren't we weren't going to let her off track because she was gonna edge into a tantrum and she mm. knew that because we've done it before and not let her get away. if, if there's a tantrum or if there's um, a fight then they get nothing yes and yes. sometimes you have to leave shopping trolley and go home yeah. without what you went for because you can't give in, because they're, they're, they're not going to learn from that.
1: No, because if we train our children to have a tantrum and therefore get what they that's want, not. that's not a very peaceful approach no. to having a toddler in our world.
0: And honestly, I went shopping with four kids all the time. I rarely had anyone else do shopping for me. We did mm-hmm. our full growth shopping all the time. And, you know, bar those first few incidents we take with each of them for training that, yeah. we shopping was not an issue for us. Um, people, I know people who never shopped with their kids but um it's something you have to be intentional about if that's important to you
1: Yes, and I remember with ours, you know, we we trained them that, you know, if you were outside the trolley, you held on to it, you didn't Mm -hmm. run a mark, and didn't touch things and and again, that just brought a more peaceful experience at the shops where you could get done what you needed to get. When it comes to creating peace and establishing peace with a newborn and with a toddler, what are the takeaways or main things that you would suggest are key for parents to take a hold of today?
0: Definitely with the newborn, establishing that um, feed, wake, sleep routine mm-hmm. that you can start with as a base and work on from there gives you a very peaceful base to start with. Yes. And being kind to each other and working as a team, making sure each of you has your space and then you have time together is really crucial. Yeah. And moving on to the toddler years, just realise it's a training years you know it's a really good training ground so start early um, to train them for the way you want your life to run in terms of your family life Um, and so start with that self-control really early on um, have those boundaries in place and it's much more peaceful for your child as well as for you and people who you would spend time with.
1: Thank you for chatting today. Thanks
0: for having me. Thanks for joining us on Parenting Grit today. We look forward to being back with you in two weeks, and remember that you can also find us on our Parenting Grit Facebook page. Jump on and be part of the community.